0: Dan Ives is standing by. Managing Director and Equity Research at Wedbush Securities. Welcome to the show, Mr. Ives. As always, it's great to hear you on a weekend ahead of the earnings week. Can these companies come to save us, Dan?
1: Look, I mean, right now I put it as white knuckle since probably March 2020. In terms of my conversations with investors, fear factor is just massively elevated here. And I think next week is where it shifts. I think mm. Microsoft, Apple, Tesla, tech stalwarts, that continues to be our view. Software and chips lead us higher. Netflix was never gonna lead tech higher. And I believe next week is where rubber meets the road. This starts to turn around from what's been just a Nightmare and Elm Street start to the year.
0: Dan, the uh, semiconductors and software, two very different looking charts. Um, I'll take your word on the fundamental analysis. You're the pro at that. Looking at the charts, though, man, two totally different looking groups. The chips look like they could keep jamming at any moment. But the cloud trend that's developed, do we have to respect that trend? What looks like potential bounce? And we just took out the April lows, the March lows, lowest now since September last year in cloud.
1: Look, the charts right now are all broken, and you're seeing you know, panic. The chips look
0: okay, maybe, maybe.
1: You know, technicals across the board, but but, but I, look, I just continue to focus on $2 trillion of spending in the cloud over the next 78 years. How much has been spent in the cloud over the last, four to five years, $300 billion. So you start to just look at the numbers. That's our view fundamentally how you play this. And I can just tell you, during this you know, 21 years, in panic times like this, when the fundamentals get disconnected from the stocks, that in our career has created the best opportunities. And that's why we stick with the names where we do the work. And fundamentally, I think some of these risk-rewards are starting to get to prices that are just never thought we'd see them.
0: In terms of uh, all that cloud spending uh, last year, I mean, up until very, very recently, we saw huge numbers, uh, according to the register, 19 billion in the third quarter of spending on uh, storage infrastructure, uh, computing infrastructure. The pace seems to be worrying investors when these companies are reporting still uh, really impressive top line growth, then selling off anyway. Is there a possibility that these companies that are going to be here forever, basically, that have changed the way we handle data in an extremely tech-heavy world, is it possible they need to go through a cleaning of the froth like the early dot coms did?
1: It's a great point. I do think that a lot of the froth you're seeing already come off in terms of some of the – you've seen names like UiPath and some of these names that have come off significantly. But – you look at names like Z Zscaler, CrowdStrike. You look where, where I believe Salesforce.com is here, you know, in terms of Microsoft. I mean, our view is that these, along with software as well as cybersecurity and chips, that's what's going to lead tech higher. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think in days like today, of course, with Netflix adding gasoline to the fire, it's an utter panic. And when you start to far through the trees where the fundamentals are heading, there's an acceleration on digital transformation, not a moderation of growth. And that's what we continue to play, and that's what we've been hand holding our investors. You know, throughout uh, you know obviously what's been just a brutal January
0: Dan I just want to be clear on what you're saying uh, and not a um, not a moderation of growth an acceleration of tech transformation does that mean we will see top line numbers reaccelerate for cloud companies this year
1: Oh I think when you look across the board cloud growth is 3x normalized growth over the last decade because look at Microsoft, only 35% of their customers move to the cloud. 65% still have to move. If you look at overall workloads across enterprise around the globe, 43% base on our them to move to the cloud. That means another 50% have to move. So I'm just trying to give you numbers to kind sure. of put in scale where it's very easy to just get in call with the tape, macro strategies, Fed, inflation, sure, et cetera. You look at the fundamentals – That to me is where rubber meets the road.
0: With those fundamentals, uh, it's basically the cloud group that is skewing the market's valuation on a price to sales basis as high as it is because despite all this spending and despite this enormous adoption that uh, obviously you're 100% right about, a lot of these companies are still barely making profit on the bottom line, some of them still losing money despite all that spending. If they couldn't make it last year, Dan, do we need to take like a list of the cloud companies find out who made money during COVID and buy those ones and wait for the ones that didn't make money to get acquired or to keep pulling back or something. Is there is there any need for real kind of structural change within the sector from, a publicly traded stock perspective. I mean, they're not going away, right? But so many of these companies have the same tagline, data storage, security, cloud services. I do my best to try and distinguish them, but there's so many that seem like they could work together.
1: Sure, and, th- and I think look, that's a great point, but I used to, was, so let's just go back to covering the space even post-2009. You had a lot of these names, Splunk, Palo Alto, Salesforce.com, and the list goes on and on you couldn't own them because in theory they weren't profitable they were still scaling it was enterprise to revs multiple story but if you saw far through the trees of where the scalability was going to be in the next four or five years a lot of their stocks were seven eight ten baggers the point is on transformational growth names if you look at it straight p.e over the next year you would have missed out on netflix tesla apple amazon and the list goes on and on. And I'm just saying that you can't put them in the same bucket in terms of a traditional P.E. when you're looking at what I view as the biggest transformation that we've seen, we call a fourth industrial revolution, in terms of technology spend over the last twenty-five years.
0: Dan, uh, just because we got earnings, I know we kind of got sidetracked. I think this is actually arguably a more important conversation, uh, but next week if you can only pick one, can you, can you do it, Dan? If you had to pick one, put all your eggs in a tech basket. Tesla, Microsoft, Apple, who do you want?
1: Look, if there's one to bet on, it's Tesla. Mm. Because to me... <laughs>
0: I love it.
1: Because you look at delivery trajectory, forget whisper numbers. I think ultimately this is one that could be you know, north of 1.5 million units 2022. The production issues... Austin's going to be coming online you know, very shortly, and then you, obviously you'll have Berlin as well. You look what's happening on EVs. That's not stopping because the 10-year is going up 20 bips. This continues to be, in our opinion, the best way to play. We'll call it the green tidal wave. It's the biggest transformation of the auto industry since 1950s, and when you start to look at the profitability of Tesla, the gross margin profile, that's what's changed in the Tesla story. And, like, look, in this market, all the bears will come out of hibernation that have been negative for the last seven, eight years. We get it. But I just believe this is one that's going to continue to prove itself out. And, I mean, I'm more bullish on Tesla today, you know, especially given what we see the valuation.
0: All right. Well, your fundamental pick there lines up with what I was saying on the charts earlier. It's the one that doesn't, it hasn't broken. Technically, there's not a lot to dislike so far in Tesla just yet. Dan, you got to run. or you got time for one more? Let's go. Okay. Microsoft, as we're talking cloud stocks so deep down, should Microsoft be down more when the business of Azure is so important to them? They just spent $70 billion on video games. Is that a way to kind of shift the growth as the cloud groups have been getting punished? Should Microsoft be down lower with some of the cloud
1: peers? Look, I, 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 I continue to believe Microsoft is in a massive position of strength. I mean, that was because the consumer business has been on a treadmill for the last decade. Activision is... You know, obviously, fell by the wayside with, with the Kotrick issues. They saw an opportunity for Nadella to do it. They knew they were the only game in town with everyone else in the antitrust. When it comes to the cloud piece, that's a cloud acceleration story. Azure should have growth rates somewhere in the mid 40s, you know, and potentially higher. And they're only, like I said, a third of the way through their install base on cloud. And there, and this isn't a good example of a name where the haters will take it down. Saying that you know the, the story is starting to moderate, but yet that's why fundamentally, this coming week, I would put this week as probably one of the most important upcoming weeks for the tech sector in probably a decade, because it's a fork in the road situation. Microsoft, Apple, chip, software—they come through flying colors. They'll give cautious guidance, but Street will see through that potentially is conservative. That stops this tide. That, that we're seeing in tech, but it, I just want to just end with Netflix was never leading the tech sector higher this year. It was always going to be software and chips, and those, in our opinion, are the leaders.
0: Dan Ives, you're the man. Thanks for sticking around with us late on a Friday. Thanks. Appreciate it. Mr. Ives is the Managing Director of Equity Research at Webbush Securities. Stay in the line. holding the line. Bullish.